Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Hello, Marketeers. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of talking to Joy Gwynn from Gwynn Consulting Engineers about the benefits of mentoring. Enjoy. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Today, I have on Joy Gwynn. She's a fellow of SMPS and a CPSM. She's also the partner and principal of Gwynn Consulting Engineers. Welcome, Joy. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you. So the reason I'm super excited to have you on is to talk about mentoring. And a lot of the time when we have these conversations, it's about the protege end. Mm -hmm. So before we get into that, I will just start off with what's your story? How did you get into the AEC industry? By chance. (laughs) (laughs) People would say that. I'm from the East Coast originally. I now currently live in Reno and I went to West Virginia University where I graduated with a degree in marketing. And then I also had two minors in management and communications. And when I graduated from college, I really wasn't sure what I was going to do with that degree. I thought I'd work in some powerhouse ad agency in Manhattan because I lived only 20 minutes outside Manhattan. And a buddy of mine actually worked for HNTB as an electrical engineer And he called me and said, we're hiring a marketing person. You should come and interview. (laughs) I didn't really understand what engineers needed with a marketing person and just really honestly went to the interview for the experience of interviewing and things of that nature. And that's when I met Lisa Julian Miller and she was my first boss in this industry and Uh, my first mentor really in this industry. And I have been in uh, AEC for almost 25 years now. I have worked at different size firms, starting out as a marketing coordinator. That's how I was hired on originally. Promoted to a marketing manager where I had staff working directly for me and then moved out to the West Coast and started doing some more externally focused items, which was really more business development, coordinating our technical team, And then moved to Las Vegas, where I started working as both a business development person and a marketing manager. About three years ago, my husband and I started our own company. My husband is a civil engineer. We do all of our marketing and business development for the engineering business, as well as I do provide marketing and business development consulting services. Very good. What prompted you to start your own company with your husband? Uh, (laughs) Wow, your questions. They're awesome. So I will (laughs) tell you that. I was petrified to actually start my own consulting business. Um, My husband started sort of moonlighting, if you will, doing some engineering work. And it was really so he could do engineering work again. He really missed the technical side of things because he was really more client focused and, you know, you're managing people and you're not really touching the engineering part when, when you get to his level in his career. And we were sitting on vacation in Hawaii and I was working on a proposal while we were having breakfast and I was working for another company at the time. And my husband told me he missed me. And it was because I was working 60 and 70 hours a week and just really wasn't investing in myself, wasn't investing in the things that I really was passionate about and loved. 
And he said, no one's going to give you the opportunities that you'd give to yourself. So um, he really was the one who gave me the nudge to sort of get the corporate nest and really spread my own wings as a cheesy metaphor, I guess. And I haven't looked back. It's been scary and fun and exciting in the same breath. I'm not sure I would ever go back onto the corporate side of our industry. Good. As far as mentorship goes, I know that you're a mentor to a bunch of people, but when do you feel that you became a mentor? I don't think it was one particular like aha moment where I was like, oh yeah, totally serving in the role of a mentor. I think it was more of having the opportunity to work with younger staff. Probably about five years into my career, I was managing a team of about seven to 10 people. And that was really my first opportunity to coach and train and manage. But a lot of that also turned into mentoring without it ever being defined as a a true mentor protege type of scenario. And I'm so grateful because the folks that I did work with back then, I'm still connected to and friends with today. And they'll reach out to me for different questions. And that's the part I love is that if I can give just an, an ounce of information that I've gleaned over two plus decades in this industry to help someone else, that's really what drives me, really does, honestly, is to help other people quicker, faster, smarter, less heartburn. Right. <laughs> Those are the things that truly drive my desire for helping others and being a mentor. I would say it was about five years into my career that I, I felt like I truly embraced a mentor role. Perfect. I love that you point that out too, of when you are a manager, you have the opportunity to be a mentor. And I think some of the best managers are just excellent mentors. At least that's what I've seen. Yeah, it becomes kind of a fine line. You know, a lot of times in a mentor-protege relationship, you inherently become friends. <laughs> You're right. sharing your long-term goals and what you want to achieve and how do you get there and how can that mentor support you to get there. And sometimes that blurs a little bit of the lines of manager-employee because sometimes there's some tough conversations that you need to have. And so I do think that well, it, again, like I said, it may not be truly defined as being a mentor. They're learning from you. And right. that we can set an example as managers of work ethic and the things that we would like to see, not necessarily mimicked or mirrored in our coordinators, but the more that you start to see how I worked on things to get to where I was in my career, you sort of by osmosis are serving as a mentor. Right. I know that a lot of the times the benefits of being a protege are very clear. And I don't think the benefits of actually mentoring someone or being a mentor are as clear. What do you see as the benefits of being a mentor? I have really loved the folks that I have been like attached to from a mentor protege perspective. I'm going to name drop some folks if that's okay. (laughs) Yes. So I am involved in the Sacramento Mentoring Pathways Program. And I got partnered up with a young, spunky fireball named Mercedes Thompson. And the first time we sat down and had coffee together, I really was expecting it just to be this very casual, what did you do? Where did you come from? She was so driven, and she still is, but so driven in the conversation and so prepared that it almost renewed my own excitement for our industry and my excitement to learn more or do something a little bit different because she was really pushing herself 
as a young coordinator to do a lot of big things, write articles, start doing workshops and coaching and training engineers. And I was like, she's so young. (laughs) Um, I need to do some of those things. And so I did start pushing my own envelope. And I think the more that we as mentors get to soak up that young energy, it really does revitalize us and get us to think about things that we should be doing or doing differently. That would be the other thing is from a technology perspective and how efficient (laughs) some of you young guys are, you know, it makes us old dogs learn new tricks. And that's one of the things I really feel like I get out of it is the energy and the excitement of first coming into this industry and like a renewed purpose. So those would be probably like the energy level is what really kind of drives me. And of course I love giving back, you know? So I think that that's a huge part of what I quote unquote would get out of mentoring is just the satisfaction that I'm helping someone else. Right. In relation to mentorship, you had talked in one of our previous conversations about there being a reason, season and lifetime. Could Mm -hmm. you elaborate on that? I think it, it translates to a lot of things in life. I mean, I'm sure most of your listeners have heard that whether it's friendships or or work relationships that you're in someone's life for a reason or a season, which means it's a shorter period of time or a lifetime. And I think in the mentoring protege relationship, there are some instances where you're only going to get so much out of a mentor that that doesn't mean you stop being friends with them, but they've almost served their purpose, so to speak. And I don't mean that to come across harshly, but if I only have one or two skill sets that I could really help you grow in your role, whether it's personally or professionally, I wouldn't want you to be saddled with me as a mentor if you're not really getting anything out of it. Now, if I'm doing things to push, you know, where I'm learning and I'm, I'm able to continue to provide value to you in that relationship, then maybe it lasts a little bit longer than a reason and it becomes a season. And then there are people who are your mentor for a lifetime. There are so many folks in this industry, Marion Thatch, out of the Bay Area, Ann Kroger, who's out of the Northeast, Lisa Julian Miller, who first hired me in this industry. Those three women, I am still very good friends with today. And I still rely on Marion specifically. I just had brunch with her a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about things that are very much mentor protege related. You know, Ann and I probably are more, more good buddies now than anything. So that's really what I'm getting at when I say that is, you know, they came into my life at a time where I really needed their insight and helped me get to the next level of where I wanted to get, whether that was applying for my fellow and was instrumental in me doing that. Um, And was really the nudge that said, you need to do this. And then I think she called Marion and said, I know that you mentor Joy, you need to make sure she does this. (laughs) And so (laughs) I could not be more appreciative of the part of my life that each of those specific people were in, what they did for me and how they helped shape who I am today. I'm not just personally, but professionally. You had also mentioned that your mentoring and being mentored isn't exclusive to marketing staff, Mm -hmm. that you also mentor and are mentored by technical staff. How did you build those relationships and what does that relationship look like in terms of mentorship? When I first joined HNTB, 
I can tell you pretty emphatically, I knew absolutely nothing about the engineering world. I didn't understand what they did. I kind of got it because you got to see the photos of things that were completed, but like what really went into perfect example is the Charles River Bridge. That was one of the big iconic projects that HNDB had worked on. And I went to the resident engineer and said, I want to learn more about what the construction side of this looks like. And I soaked up that information, not because I wanted to be able to be a technical writer and write a scope of work, but it helped me better understand what it is that we did as a firm so I could market that service and be able to read a proposal or read an RFP and say, oh yeah, I totally understand that. And so throughout my career, I have really tried to align myself with different technical staff that I thought would, one, I've learned a lot from not only on the technical side, but I would watch them in a client meeting sort of in awe because they did all the right things. They asked open-ended questions and they just, it's like they would stroll out of a client meeting with a contract. I'm like, how did you do that? And so not just from the actual technical side of things, did I find mentors, like from a scope of work perspective is what I'm getting at. It was more, these folks have been in this industry for way longer than I had. What could I learn from them? And there are probably a handful, I could probably list more than a handful on the technical side of our business that truly did help mentor me in my business development role, in a management role. I also reached out to individuals within the company that worked on the finance or the accounting side of our business so I could learn a little bit more about that side of it. Because if you don't understand how you make money, it can be really challenging to understand some of the stressors that are on the technical side in terms of billable work and utilization and uh, profitability and things of that nature. And so I really did latch on. I mean, Jim Morris, he was probably the first guy who ever hired me truly in a business development role for a construction management company in Vegas. And I knew nothing about construction management. I had been on the design side. I didn't know anything about water and wastewater. (laughs) And he had the patience and the foresight to see that I could learn those things and make him proud. I mean, he has said to many people, like best hire I ever made was Joy. And I don't think I would have grown in that role had it not been for him mentoring me and, and showing me the way. And so I do think it's important for young marketers to really identify a technical person who is interested in in sharing with you. You know, my husband does a civil engineer. Our conversations can be really riveting (laughs) because I'll ask him like, what does it really take to get an environmental permit? What kind of information do you need to have? What should I be looking out for? And it's great to be able to have a sounding board like that that's willing to give of their time because it's only going to make you better to support them and add value to the technical team. And have you had the reverse relationship take place where you're maybe mentoring a technical staff member? I have. I have had some young engineers who really have embraced wanting to learn more about what marketing and business development is within our industry and how they can be better at it. Knowing that a lot of the individuals who make it to and progress in their careers to front office, if you will, like a vice president level, a lot of that is driven on, you know, what is your sales skill? How are, how are the clients? What does your client management acumen look like? And so I have had a couple of guys here in Reno specifically that I have worked with to help guide them, give them some advice. Probably again, I wouldn't necessarily 
put it under uh, a true mentor protege uh, definition, but they reach out because they don't have the skills necessarily that I have related to marketing and business development. So how can they hone those skills and what does that look like? And some of it turns into, you know, professional coaching too, to a certain extent of, you know, what should the next steps in their career look like and how can you get there? And what are some of the the weaknesses or strengths that they can magnify to be able to advance in that way. And so I have been very fortunate because again, working with those guys helps me stay connected to the industry, stay connected to things that are happening that are new, new technologies and things like that. So it has happened in the other way as well, where it's been younger staff. I actually had a guy at a company I used to work for. He would come sit in my office and say, Joy, I'm about to write an email to a client. Can I send it to you first and make sure it sounds okay? And I, I'll do that all day, every day, because I want you to look good to your client. I want to make sure that we're not misrepresenting anything to the client or promising something that our company can't deliver. And maybe there are some things that we should be throwing into that email that he wouldn't necessarily think of because he's in a project management mode. Hey, I heard your RFP is coming out in a couple of weeks for XYZ project. Is there anything you could tell me about it? And so I really loved that he took it upon himself to come. And I had an open door policy. If you want anything from me, you just come ask. And he very much took my offer to heart. And I call him like a little brother right now, because that's kind of how I feel about him. So (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So if you had any advice for someone just starting out in their career, what would it be? If I were to pick one little tidbit of advice, hmm, that's a hard question because you know hindsight's 2020. And so yeah. like 2020 has been a good year for any of us. But <laughs> I would have to say that the more that you can learn about the business, the better off you'll be. And what I mean by that is you're gonna know how to put together a proposal from cover to cover. Those are the things that people within your company can't do. That's why you're working for them, right? But the more that you can learn about the company you work for, how they make money, how they deliver projects, what really drives them and part of strategic planning and and just ask to be a fly on the wall. I mean, some of that can be pretty confidential conversations go on in some of those meetings. So sometimes it might not be appropriate, but maybe sit down and just ask, what are we looking at? What does our future hold if they're not a completely transparent company? But I would say that the more time I took to learn about the company, how we made money, how we delivered work. I I felt like I had a much better understanding of my role in all of that and how I could then reflect internally and say, okay, well, if the guys and girls are struggling because they have to go home and nights and weekends they're working on proposals because they're so busy during the day, what could I do to help lessen that burden? Do project research, give suggestions on resumes or teaming partners, things like that. But I couldn't have done that without asking questions throughout that whole first five, seven years of my career. Right. And if our listeners want to learn more about you or find you, how would they do that? I'm on all the medias. So LinkedIn, I'm just Joy Gwynn. <laughs> I don't think I compete with anyone for my name. Um, so you can certainly reach out to me at Joy Gwynn or just give me a call 775-815-9085. Very good. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and I definitely learned a little bit. So I appreciate it. 
Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity and the time you took. I Thanks for reaching out. All right, Marketeers, that's a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Joy about the benefits of mentoring. As always, if you are enjoying this podcast, I invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Chat soon.